Jonah chapter 1, and I'm going to start reading it, verse 1. It said, Now the word, the what? Of who? The word of the Lord came into Jonah, the son of, is that Amittai or what is that? Amittai. Well, we'll call him Amittai. Saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But, and you know I've always said, if or but, starting with a sentence, you better listen because it's got something important that's about to be said. But the Lord, but, let's see, where's I at? But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them into Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Now, as I read this, and there's a word that Tony used this morning that none of us, I don't guess, knew what it was. I didn't. Tell, he told us what that word was. And boy, that hit me right square in the face. And that word, you remember what that word was? What was that word? Well, what did it mean? It means stubborn. Now, we're going to talk this morning for a little while about a, a man that was stubborn. How many of us, and I'll ask again, how many of us sometimes is stubborn? Well, there's a lot of honest people in here this morning. We're going somewhere. Is anybody in here this morning that being stubborn? Has got you into trouble? Has anybody in here been so stubborn that you was willing to die instead to do what God has told you to do? In other words, anybody in here so stubborn, even though... You know you're wrong. You're not going to listen to nobody else tell you. We don't like to be told that we're wrong about anything. Amen? Amen. Now, I'm just experiencing that with my wife. I've learned, though, one thing. We get along a whole lot better if I just agree with her. Because if I disagree, I'm in trouble. You mean you mean have any problem with that? But when I agree with her, knowing she's wrong, then I say, Lord, I'm sorry, I lied. Anybody ever done that? But here this morning we want to talk about a man by the name of Jonah. Who can tell me what the name Jonah means? It means who said that? It means dove. What does his father, Amittai, what does it mean? 
means truth or truthful. That was Jonah's father. Who was Jonah? Jonah was a prophet. Jonah was a great prophet, preacher, whatever you want to call him. And God gave Jonah a commission. I guess Jonah had sort of sat down on God just like we do sometimes. But the Bible said the word of the Lord came into Jonah and said, Jonah, arise. In other words, get up. I've got a commission for you to do. How many knows God's got a commission for each and every one of you this morning? Amen. How many of you is obedient in doing the commission he sent you to do? We're all guilty of sometimes saying no, God, aren't we? Maybe we won't tell God, thinking we're talking to God face to face. God can see us, but we can't see God. But we think that God can't see us, I guess, or hear us. But we won't say no to God a lot of times. But in other words, we're like Jonah. We are disobedient to God. Is anybody in the house ever disobedient to God? You know, a lot of times I hear people talk about it, we talk about it, and I talk about it, the church talks about it. Man, we're going through a storm. We're going through a storm. How many of you have been through a storm of some kind? How many of you have been through a spiritual storm? Some of you have and some of you ain't. Boy, you're going to have a rude awakening when one comes. Well, if I have, I don't know I have. Oh, if a storm comes, I'm talking about spiritual storm. But we all go through storms, don't we? There's not one of us in here don't go through storms of some kind. Spiritual storms, mental storms, just... Uh, depression storms, anxiety storms. I think I've been through about all of them, Brother Slick. And without God, I wouldn't have been here this morning. But you know, sometimes, and I thought when I read this, and Jonah, the Bible said that God told him to go down to Nineveh, that great city, and preach the message to them and he said, because if they don't listen, uh, he said, you tell them I'm going to destroy them, a whole nation or city of people. <coughs> I'm going to destroy them in 40 days. Now, Jonah, you go down there and you tell them they've got 40 days to repent or, or I'm coming and just wipe them out. But the Bible said Jonah went down there and he boarded a trip, right down to Jobah, and he in, in, found a ship going to Tarshish. That was directly the opposite way of where Nineveh was at, where God told him to go. How many times has God told us to do something, and we went the opposite way? But here, Jonah, God gave him a commission, plain. Jonah, go down there and preach to them people. Why did not Jonah listen to God? Why didn't he go down there and preach to them people? The Bible said these people didn't know their right hand from their left. There's a bunch of heathens, there's murderers, there's killers. They, they, they were mean and ornery. Why? Because nobody had never shared evidently the gospel with them. And here God gave him a great commission. 
But Jonah, what did he do? He went down there and he got on the ship and he went the opposite direction. And the Bible said, But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship uh, was like to be broken. The Bible said God sent the storm. Sometimes we think the devil sends us through these storms. Sometimes these storms that we go to, uh, we're just like Jonah. Uh, we go through these storms and God sends the storms on us. Uh, why? Because like Jonah was, because he was disobedient and because we are disobedient a lot of times. Uh, so let's quit blaming the devil for everything, even though he is. Uh, but let me tell you something. Uh, sometimes God sends these storms on us uh, to get our attention so that we can benefit from them. Hey Amen. Sometimes we'll sit back and we'll say, well, I don't know why I'm going through this storm. I don't know why God's doing this. Has anybody ever said that? Well, God, I don't, don't understand why God is doing this to me. I can tell you why God sometimes does it to us. That's to get our attention because we're getting out of hand with God. Amen. We profess to be Christians and we better act like Christians, talk like Christians, and walk like Christians. Amen. Boy, y'all awful quiet this morning. I'll wait on you a little while. Let this sink in. But Jonah, he was disobedient to God. Sometimes I wonder, Tracy, when I'm preaching. And boy, I mean, the hay man is flying. Sometimes the shout's in the house. Sometimes the hand is raising. When I'm preaching a hallelujah sermon, you know, a good feeling sermon. And everybody, buddy's really into it. Probably don't want them saying, but you're getting a good feeling out of it. But then when we get down to where the rubber meets the road at, so to speak, and start preaching some pretty stout stuff, I don't get a lot of hey man. Don't expect a lot. Yes, I do, because if you're a Christian, you ought to hey man the Word of God. If it's the truth, we need to be a hey man the Word of God and praising God. Hey man, somebody will get up and tell you and preach this. People say, well, I know what the Word of God says. Uh, well, if you know what the Word of God says, then why don't we do it? Jonah knew what the Word of God said, but did he do it? He knew what God told him to do. God said, Jonah, Jonah, go down out of Nineveh. Them people that's crazy, them people down there that don't know the right hand from the left, go down there. They're going to die lost if somebody don't go down there and preach to them and tell them uh, that I love them. You see, there's a different thing, we could, a different way we could win with this message, but them people needed help. Amen. And that just shows us who God really is. Uh, 
God loves everybody, no matter who you are, no matter where you live, no matter what color you are, no matter what race you are, no matter what you have done in your life. God loves you, and He'll do everything He can, Tracy, in order to get our attention to listen to Him because He loves us. He loved the sinner. Now, He don't love the sinner's way, but He loved the sinner. The Bible said when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't die for the law. He said, I did not come to heal those uh, that needed not a physician, uh, but I come to seek and to save them. Hey, man, that was lost. Give God a hand of praise in here this morning. So when we're disobedient to God, we need to take a look at ourselves when we're going through a storm. Hey, man. I see a lot of sad people out there today. I do, Brother Dean. People that I've known, people I've worked with, some of these come to church here. But they're some of the saddest looking people that ever I've seen. They are. You can look at them and tell. They've lost their joy. They've lost their peace. They've lost, they've just lost everything spiritually. And God still loves them. And God won't give up on them. I'm talking to somebody this morning. If you've lost your joy and peace, you can get it back right here this morning. I'm talking to them on Facebook too. There's a lot of people out there probably listening that used to go to church somewhere or another and praise the Lord and enjoy church. But the devil got into them and they've just left out. And now then they're walking down a pathway of sadness today. When you lose your joy and you lose your peace, that tells me one thing, uh, you've lost your salvation. Well, let me rephrase that, you know, a little bit because the Lord just revealed to me what the Bible said. You remember when David committed them sins with adultery? And David, when he was caught up with, he had lost his peace. He had lost his joy. He had lost everything. Hey, man. Why? Because he had done so many things and so disobedient to God. Uh, and God sent a storm his way. And, you know, he still wasn't on up to it. He still thought he had it covered up from everybody. You cannot cover up sin from God. Amen. You can't do it. But God sent a prophet. You remember a prophet? What was his name? Well, uh, uh, not, uh, somebody help me out. What was, what was the prophet's name, Johnny, that, that he sent to David? Nathan. Sent the prophet Nathan. He said, Nathan, he said, you go down there and you tell David. He was still king, but he had lost his job. You tell David that he may have had things covered up from Israel, but he ain't got things covered up from me. And you go down there and tell him he better do something about this. And Nathan went down and he got to talk to him and about the sheep and you know all of that. And Nathan said, well, who is that man tucked the last man's sheep? He said, I'll slew him or something. I'll, I'll, do, I'll destroy him. I'll take everything he's got. And he looked. Nathan looked at him and he said, David, he said, thou art the man. 
Sometimes we look at everybody else's life and try to find fault with everybody else when we need to just stop, amen, and look in the mirror at our own life, amen. Now, how many believe that the world would be a better place to live in if they would just mind their own business and love the Lord and pray? And How many believe this world would be a lot better off? There's not a lot of love in the world anymore. Not a, love, not a lot of love in churches anymore, just to tell you the truth about it. Why? Because people have lost the joy of the Lord. They've lost the joy of the Lord. But when David said, Lord, when he repented. Now here's a Kent. Sin is sin. But aren't you glad there's a remedy for sin? You say, well, what's a remedy? Repentance. Jesus is a remedy for sin. Nobody else. You can't get rid of it through nobody else. Preacher can't forgive you for it. Only Jesus can forgive sin. Aren't you glad that Jesus is Jesus and he's real this morning? So we find here Jonah, he went into the ship and God sent out a mighty storm. The Bible said on over there, it said, I've got to hurry on, time is swiftly fast. And the Bible said that Jonah paid his fare. He went down into the side of the ship uh, and he went sound asleep, uh, thought he was hid from the presence of the Lord. Can you think you can go in a ship? Do you think you can go in a cave? Do you think you can go underground? No matter where you go, do you think you can get out of the presence of the Lord? You think the Lord don't know where you're at? Why does people try to hide things from God? There's, he's got an all-seeing eye, hey man. And you start trying to cover up sin, you just keep covering up and covering up. And the Bible says it's like a canker, it'll finally eat you up, hey man. Jonah, all Jonah would had to do when they found out in the and it said then... The mariners were afraid and cried every man to his God. Their problem was they didn't pray to the Jehovah God. Just like Tony or somebody speaking this morning about, or it might have been you, Dean, about that guy going down there and seeing this big statue and coming back home and there set that big TV screen. Anytime that you worship your TV or anything else more than you worship God and put it before God, uh, that is your God, church. You preach it on TV? No, I've got two in my house. One for me and one for my wife because we don't all watch the same shows. I like ball games and she don't. (laughs) No, God did. But he got on his boat, and they began to pray. Do you think them praying to their God was going to stop that storm? No, they prayed and they prayed, but the storm kept coming and kept coming. They were afraid, and the Bible says they started throwing their cargo, whether it's taking it from one place to another, their money, they got the throwing head out because they thought the ship was going to sink to lighten it up. But the storm kept coming, and the old shipmaster, he came and said, where's that Jonah at? I'm paraphrasing here. And they said, he's down there asleep. And he went down, he said, woke, and he hollered at Jonah. And he said, wake up, thou sleeper. He said, pray to your God. 
Yeah, he said, don't you know that we're in a storm up here and we're all going to die? You better get to praying uh, and come to find out. I'm going to paraphrase here to get on through this. And the Bible said he went up and they cast lots and the lot fell out on Jonah. And they said, Jonah, you're the cause of this. You're the cause of this. He said, who are you? So where are you from? What's your occupation? Where do you live? And Jonah admitted, he said, I am a Hebrew. I am a Hebrew. And I, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. And right then and right there, They knew, they knew why that storm was on them all. You see, God may have to go through some good people to get to you, but he'll do it if he has to. All who live godly in Christ Jesus is going to suffer some persecution. They're going to suffer these storms. They're going to suffer people talking about you, lying to you lying about you, and all of this. You're going to suffer these spiritual persecutions. But God said, just remember, said they done it to me before they done it to you. And they said, Lord, and they asked Jonah, God, God, how can we get rid of this storm before we're killed? And Jonah spoke up and he said, I know how to calm this storm. We can't calm it, but I know the one that can. I know the one that can calm the storm. And evidently they said, how and who? And Jonah said, it's because of me, because I'm running from the presence of the Lord. He said, it's because of me that God has sent this great storm because I was disobedient to God. If you'll throw me overboard, the storm will come. But the Bible said they didn't want to. They knew that he'd be eaten up with sharks or whatever, and he would die or drown because they was out in the middle of a sea in the nighttime and the storms are raging. They didn't want to throw Jonah over, but I think Jonah convinced them that's the only way that the storm was going to stop. But what did, what could have Jonah have done to prevent it all of that? What could Jonah have done? What? He could have repented of it. He could have asked them mariners, them people working on that ship, and that ship match said, I'm the cause of it. My God is the one that's sending this storm on us because I've been disobedient. Guys, I want y'all to gather around me and I want you to lay hands on me and I want you to pray for me and I'm going to repent of this thing. I'm going to repent of it. And if he'd have done that, I believe Jonah then, God, would have stopped that storm and I believe that old shipmaster and them old boys on that ship would have turned that ship around and tucked him down to Nineveh where he said he is headed to. But now that we get back to what we talked about this morning, son, Stubborn. Now, does that sound to you like Jonah was stubborn? He had rather died to admit that he was wrong. He had rather died to admit uh, that he uh, 
uh, uh, uh, disobeyed God. So it left the mariners no other choice. They didn't want to die because of that man. And the Bible said they took him up <laughs> and they throwed him overboard. Don't you know Jonah knew that was the end of the time for him? And the Bible don't say he had repented of it yet. So if he had been eaten up with a whale or whatever, do you think that he had went to heaven? Absolutely not. Unrepented sin will not get you to heaven. And the Bible said, so they took up Jonah and he cast him forth into the sea and the sea ceased from its raging. Just stopped when he got sin out of the boat. Sometimes when we get sin out, the storms will calm down. But as long as there's sin or raging in the churches, God's not going to bless them. God will not bless sin. He won't. He can't. He's not a blessing to sinners. And then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord and made vows. I'll believe there's some repenting right there and changing, don't you? Made vows. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. I've heard people told me, I don't know every time, preacher, that ain't possible. A person cannot live in the belly of a fish. I preached it one time. Somebody come to me after church, and I said, and a whale swallowed Jonah. They said, preacher, that ain't right. That ain't right. I said, what well, ain't right? You said a, a whale followed Jesus. The Bible said God prepared it. I said, yeah, I said it. Well, that's wrong. The Bible says that a fish, it don't say what kind of fish. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. I got my Bible and I turned over to Matthew chapter chapter 12, verse 38. It said, Then certain of the scribes and the Pharisees answered, Master, we would see a sign from thee. But Jesus answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonah. Now listen to verse 40. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a fish. Is that what it says? What does it say? For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the, earth, in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with the generation and shall condemn it. Because they repented of their preaching, repented uh, at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, a greater uh, than Jonah is here today. Hallelujah! Is it that slow to you people? What Jesus told them, he said, Nineveh will rise up and judge you because they repented of their sins. Uh, and you haven't repented of yours yet. 
That's what he's saying to America today and to the world today. They have repented, but you haven't repented. And the Bible said in verse 3, and I'm skipping through here, but the Bible said while Jonah was in that whale's belly, he began to think about the vows that he had made to God. And he began to repent as he offered up the voice of thanksgiving, the praise of thanksgiving unto God. And he said, I will perform the vows that I vowed to you, God. Now listen to this. When Jonah repented, in chapter 3, the Bible said, And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah. Don't let this pass you, church. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid you to do. So Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh according to to the word of the Lord. Now, Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days' journey. But I want to back up there just a little bit if I can find. In verse 10 of chapter 2, uh, but after, after, after Jonah said, But I will sacrifice it to thee with a voice of thanksgiving, I will pay that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And when he repented, listen to this. And the Lord spoke or spake, unto the fish, uh, and it vomited out Jonah upon dry land. Now, how many believe that? If you believe that, give the Lord a hand of praise. If you're watching and you believe it, right there where you're at, give the Lord a hand of praise. People say there ain't no way, no way a person could live in the belly of a fish for three days and nights and come out alive. You believe he did, Trace? Why do we believe it? Because God said it. How many believe God can do anything? Luke one thirty seven. the angel told Mary, said, with God all things are possible. Hey, man, how many believe that? No matter what kind of storm you're going through, no matter how sick you are, no matter what, uh, if it's God's will, God will bring you through it. Hey, Amen. Amen. And the Bible said, and spit him out on dry ground. Now listen to this. The word of the Lord came to him a second time. Sometimes we got to go through some storms and I'll guarantee you the second time we hear the Lord, we'll listen to him a little closer. How many agree with that? So Jonah arose and went into Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days journey, and Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey. Somewhere or another that tells me that old Jonah really speeded it up. Usually took three days' journey, and he made it in a day. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey. Now, if you think when God sends you somewhere, he's working on the other end. Amen. 
and one of the shortest messages that I have ever heard Jonah preached it. What was the message? God said to repent in verse, in verse 4 in chapter 3. And Jonah began to enter into a city a day's journey, and he cried or preached out and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the Nineveh people believed God. Here was a whole country, 200 or 200 and some thousand of mighty soldiers, not counting the kids and the women, was ready to do battle. And the reason Jonah didn't want to go down and preach repent to them people because he wanted God to wipe them off the earth because God, he had heard God say, you go tell them if they don't repent in 40 days, I am going to kill them all. I'm going to wipe them all. Jonah didn't like Nineveh. He was afraid of Nineveh for Israel's sake. He was a prophet in Israel. And he thought God would go down and destroy them and then everybody's problem would be over. The only problem that wasn't over with Johnny was Jonah. Amen. Because he didn't listen to what God said. But when he went down there and the Bible said he walked through the, a mighty big city. I believe he walked through there and he just preached it and cried out time and time again. Repent in 40 days. God said you better repent in 40 days. Uh, he's going to destroy you. And he just kept on. You better repent. God said in 40 days he's going to destroy you. And you went from one end of that big long city to the other. You know, and it might have been that three-day journey. It did took him to get through all the city. But the Bible said that they all heard it. And the Bible said the main one heard it. Well, the old king heard it. And the Bible said in verse 5, So the people of Nineveh believed. They believed God. And they proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even unto the least of them. For the word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from the throne, and he laid the robe and all that's all from him, and covered himself in sackcloth, and that was a sign of repentance. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the degree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every man, uh, everyone from his evil way uh, and from the violence that is in their hands. Uh, who can tell if God will turn uh, and repent uh, and turn away from his fierce anger uh, that we perish not? Uh, hallelujah. In verse 10, and it said, and I'm getting ready to close this, uh, and God saw their works uh, that they turned from their evil ways, uh, and God repented uh, of the evil that he had said uh, that he would do unto them. Uh, hallelujah. And he did it not. Give God a hand of praise this morning, church. He's alive and he's well. Uh, he's still in the healing business. Uh, 
He's still in the saving business. He's still in whatever storm that you're going through. If it's a spiritual, a mental, a health, I don't care what kind of storm, financial storm, I don't care where you're at this morning and what kind of storm you're in. If you will cry out as Nineveh did unto God, I can assure you God knows what storm you're in and He knows what reason because He may have sent that storm to get your attention but if you're in a storm this morning uh, you just need to come uh, and cry out to God uh, and repent if you've got sin in your life you need to repent of it uh, and come out of this storm stand with me this morning I'm done